I want to be around people that are, are creative and thinking outside the box like me. So then it sharpens my tools and other people want to be exposed to that as well. So I know that because I know what I want um, and I know other people want the same thing. You know? yeah. We're not very different. People aren't different. Dude, I don't know if I mentioned this, um, but I think it was like when we were talking about, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, when it's probably November or December, I was in your studio and were, um, and you were saying to me how, you know, you've been following my work and it's taken, taken a lot of inspiration from the stuff that I do. And then that got me thinking that, you know, that, that clicked something really in my brain like a bit of a paradigm shift because I've never really given the time and all the attention to thinking that I would be in that position to influence other people along the way you know like I've been so insular in my work and always just trying to look at the next thing the next thing the next thing always like looking up to and at other people for influence as well and hadn't considered that I would be one day in a position to be doing that and as I was I guess I was just kind of continuing along my journey and um, just doing my best and then hoping that I wasn't gonna fuck up along the way for my own sake so then when you mentioned that to me it kind of clicked something and then at the time I was always just sitting on wanting to do a podcast want to do a podcast and then that was the the catalyst for the idea of doing this particular podcast now Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I wanted to do something and I was sitting on, didn't know exactly what it was. And then when you mentioned that to me, it's like, that's the one, that's it there. So it's really humbling for you to be sitting here and, uh, and, and, and having a conversation with me about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> nah, man. So you've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. You've been going, doing this now. I, was, I guess we've been, we've known each other for... A long while. Yeah, long time. Never really, we cross paths a lot. We've yeah. kind of moved in the same circles, but I've been following your journey along the way and you've always managed to find a creative outlet and they've, 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 they've felt like very distinct chapters mm. as well, right? So That's a good way to put it, yeah. Chapters. Chapters, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, because I know that the first time, I think, how old were you when, when with Ruler? About 17? I started at 17, yeah. 17, right? So that was the first time. It was like, my brother's probably about, I think you guys are more or less the same age yeah, as well. I think we were, yeah, we were born the same year in school the same time. Yeah. So, you know, he was telling me about, about Ruler and I've been seeing stickers up everywhere. I'm like, I, I already, yeah, I've heard of them. But I didn't make that connection until he pointed it out. Yeah. That I was you. So there's, you can look at your journey and we're talking about the chapters, how they, they seem to have very distinct closures as well. Mm. Would, would that be right? And then like when one chapter finishes, it's not the evolution of you, then it's more like, okay, that one is done. Let's just put that to bed. Let's move on to the next thing rather yeah. than having something continue on longer than it really needed to. Yeah. I haven't really seen it like I've just been living it, Yeah, you know? So like I haven't really had 
not the time, but like I haven't really had the um, capability to see it from a bird's eye view. Like other people might see it like it's chapters, but for me, it's just been like, oh, like that thing's ended now. Let's do the next thing, you know? Yeah. So um, I think it's just been organic. Like I've just always had the same vision since young which is like I've always wanted a team to kind of make things. And at the start, it was in the form of a brand, mm. you know, because I was very inspired by like, I guess, street culture from all angles, um, which is like from my point of view, which is graffiti, um, streetwear, and like I guess just hanging out, like just being at parties and like – doing that kind of stuff. What, what do you think? Because Ruler cut through, man. Like that was at a time when a lot of people were trying to launch clothing brands. Yeah. <clears throat> it was something that was really accessible at the time. Um, and, you know, distribution would, it's like, it's a hell of a lot easier now. Mm. But at the time, there was just something about people wanting to just try that particular, that mark. But you guys cut through. What was it that you think that you guys had you and your team had that others didn't? Like, I think it was that we were all involved in the same thing. Like graffiti was mm. the thing that everyone, like brought everybody together. So like we were all graffiti, like writers, I guess. Yeah. Um, like literally everyone in the crew. And if you weren't, you started doing it because you were hanging around people or you just like, you were a part of the crew, but like, even though you didn't, right you probably did like djing or you took photos and we just always had that you know growing up like i used to hang out with friends and we would just you know hang out all weekend like while we're in school whatever even sometimes like ditch school to like go hang out but we were always doing something creative we were always painting we we're always sketching always like listening to music or trying to make music just engrossed in that that culture yeah and the mentality with like the brand thing was just like i don't know people call it marketing but for us it was like you know getting up mm. um you know you wanted to get your name out there you just do a tag and you just you know you do it with style and if you do it like enough and get up in the right places um, then people will start to know you, you yeah. know, like that was the mentality. Um, and if you get like, if you put paint on walls that are hard to get to or on rooftops and all that kind of stuff, like people will see it and people be like, you know, that whole thing, like how did, how did it get up there or how did that happen type of thing? So we kind of just took the same approach with what we were doing with ruler. Like it was authentic to us. Yeah. That's you've, you've always managed to immerse yourself in, is this like a, a real heavy community focus in everything that you've been doing, right? Even when you're <clears throat> designing uh, and, and illustrating standalone just yourself, there's always this, you're, you're feeding off and giving back into some sort of community level, whether or not you're talking about the street art, art culture or um, or just even the the broader community that you're living in, the, the suburb or even like now that you're working with, um, you know, you've got good ideas and you're working with a team, you know, that at some point, you know, you had that, there's always been some involvement with trying to draw people in mm. and to feed off that. So it's, it's, it's almost like that 
would you say that that community vibe is that that's that is really just at the foundation that's the catalyst i guess community is like without it we're all stuffed (laughs) you know what i mean and like it's kind of like if you don't know your neighbor like even if they're bad people if you don't know them or know of them or like you know if you're like living next to someone and you've been living there for 10 years and you don't know your neighbor like there's kind of something wrong about that you know what I mean? I do, man. But I'm 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 one of those people that I I, I just like don't. yeah, for sure. It's not for everyone, but that's just the way I've been brought up. You know, yeah. like um, that's just how I think. I don't have the best neighbors at the moment. I'll be honest. Yeah. And I just I've only been there for a year, but like I know them at least. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's just like to be aware, and it's not like I, I just take that mentality into kind of everything I do. But it's not like it's at the forefront of my mind like community 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 it's just like i love having people together you know and a party is not a party without people there you know? yeah and it's not like i'm trying to make parties or anything like that i just feel like in order for you to kind of create anything you have to have some type of support you know and so if you can create an environment where people are supporting you but also enjoying themselves and you know able to express themselves in their kind of artistic way yeah then you're just creating a really a better environment to be around. You know? Something that people can resonate and relate with. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like a lot of people, uh, they struggle with the concept of community, maybe because they're introverted mm. and like maybe the word community sounds like it's something just for like extroverts. But I feel like as a whole, like introverts need community, you know? That could be um, the community, community of introverts. Exactly, you know? Um, I want to be around people that are are creative and thinking outside the box like me. So then it sharpens my tools and other people want to be exposed to that as well. So I know that because I know what I want. Um, and I know other people want the same thing. We're not very different. People aren't different. We need community. Um, More alike than we have differences. Exactly. You know, and no one likes being alone. And so if you can create an environment for people to feel welcomed from all walks of life, like no matter what, you know, um, political views or religious views and all that kind of stuff. I feel like we can all kind of live under like one, I don't know, understanding or yeah, in man, harmony, that's, you know? That's, that's the goal. But for whatever reason, we always seem to be drawn more to our differences rather than trying to find the similarities. Yeah, yeah, f- for sure. I feel like mm. that's always going to be the case, you know? Um like billionaires, you're not going to be seeing them hang out in St. Albans, like amongst themselves eating charcoal chicken, like missing out, man. Yeah, exactly. They're missing <laughs> out. But like, you know, people with money don't really hang around these areas, you know? Mm. Um, what we're trying to do is like trying to expose um, what's happening here in our kind of now spheres, I guess, to people that do have money. So then they can support people like us, you know? So you guys are doing that, man. Like you're bringing a lot of eyes into uh, specifically like the, the Footscray area. It's almost to the point, and we've talked about this, that there is a particular, I don't even want to just say the look, but it is the essence of, well, I guess it stems from you, from you as a creative, your diggable goods, and then as an extension of that, good ideas seems to represent culturally uh, Footscray and the greater Western suburbs really well to the point where um, I think 
it's it's resonating with the people within that community. Yeah. Um, even the football club. Yeah. You guys have been doing a lot of work with them as well. Yeah. The individual players, um, the team itself. What do you think that you guys are able to capture that intentionally or unintentionally that um, that was that represents the community so well that um, that others haven't really been able to to represent I feel like we just take um, the easy approach yeah that's that's my opinion like we take the easy approaches in I've been brought up in this community so like I'm not from I'm not from Footscray but Footscray is our CBD yeah like the CBD is like the city like that's that's the city but like the CBD for us like the capital central the, West. the capital of the west is Footscray yeah. and um like growing up as a kid I like all my childhood memories from when I can remember are all like around Footscray going to the markets going to forges with my parents particularly my mom she would like take me to forges and I would like we'll go to savers yeah. and like get like clothes and then we'll go to the markets we'll go to Kmart there we'll park in that car park and I just that's all I remember you know and even like um we went to a church that was in like growing up we went to a church that was in Footscray and uh, man I saw the wildest stuff as a kid yeah. like heroin was exposed to me from very young age I didn't know what it was until later but just like that rawness was exposed really early and I was like that is inspiration for me for me like not just the bad like drugs and all that kind of stuff the crime and all that it was more like the inspiration like the shop fronts and the buildings and the colors and all that kind of stuff um really stood out yeah there's there's nothing it's authentic there's nothing really fake about it yeah and it's it's almost like that when people that move into footscray or anywhere in the west that doesn't shape the suburb or the area as much as it does shape them yeah you know what i mean that they have to acclimatize to the conditions out here yeah definitely rather than the other way around hey one thing that um well, we, we caught up a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> a few weeks ago and there was one thing that you said and it, it um again it just it sort of it, it yeah fired something in my brain when you you said that you are not your work right you've mm. got this this uh really mature perspective on as an artist but understand that the work that you put out that you don't really um you don't identify with it one-to-one yeah is that something that has always been with you or is it something that you you had to learn along the way definitely something you have to learn along the way yeah um and i say that because uh i'm not physically my work like you can't you can't speak to my work and ask it questions yeah you know what i mean so it's it can't be your identity like as soon as it turns into your identity there's an identity issue you know and um i feel like uh artists well it just depends on how you view life but like my kid when i tell her about my art sometimes she's like oh cool yeah whatever she doesn't understand though yeah. but she's like oh that's cool you know um and other times she's just like and yeah you know? and that's when i realized when i had a kid that it wasn't my work wasn't really me man because I've, I've had conversations with musicians especially like you know doing doing this podcast yeah that um they have to be so 
upfront about it. Like they are almost their art as well, right? Yeah, of course. So, you know, that there is a very obvious um, aesthetic to their music as well, as mm-hmm. in that they are the face of it. So they can't just hide behind their work. You can't put out music and, I mean, I don't want to say you can't. There's like, um, oh my God, Daft Punk, for yep. example, right? You yep. can hide behind it, so, sort of, but that's an image behind it. But like a lot of musicians, that they have to put their face to it, whereas visual artists in a lot of cases, can hide behind their work. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, saying that it's not good to, you know, um, have them as one. Some people need that, you know. But I I personally feel it's like, um, if I was to continue my life being diggable goods or, like, the guy that did this and that and this and that, I would just pigeonhole myself and that's all I would be. So then all my... All my successes, all my failures would be tied up into like how this thing does. That's exactly it. And like, it's not always going to be good. Most yeah. times, 98% of the time, it's like hard. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I can't, and it's, it's a mental thing. you like, you have to kind of constantly get yourself out of there, but I can't be that person. Yeah. And that's something I've learned about myself probably in the last year that I'm not my work and I'm not my art. I'm me. The way that I've, I've been wired has, has been wired to be creative and expressive and make things and, you know, you spice up a little bit of talent in there. Um, but majority of it is just like what I do, yeah. you know? Um, like soccer players, man. Like soccer players, uh, they play in their prime for the season and then all they're known as is like this, when they're older and retire, is like what just, they did before. Just that, before. that window. But some of these people like a <clears throat> making way more money, making way more business like decisions yeah. um, in later in their later life yeah. and only get remembered for what they did. I think that's, that's one of the things that like, I, I find it to be a bit of a, a problem with um, the creative, in creative pursuits these days is that the benchmark is so high and the expectations to achieve is so high and there's always a level of comparison so it's not necessarily just about being the best version of you and your output, but it's having to, you know, hit someone else's benchmark. Mm. And then when you're identifying co- uh, with your creativity and if you've got that one-to-one attachment to that and if you're falling short of a mark, then as you were saying, then that failure becomes something very personal Yeah. rather than giving you an opportunity just to address that shit actually you know what you've you've done really well mm. you've done really well you might not be as good as the next person or that but it's it's there's this um the mentality these days of having to hit the benchmark set by others yeah so i think that it's 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 you know just it's it's just really it's wise that you have come to that conclusion relatively early man like yeah. that's something that, you know, we're not even 30 yet for a, yeah. a creative to being able to separate themselves from that. I just want to be more than a creative. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm able to do, but I want to do way more. Like I want to be able to open up different businesses, mm. you know, um, in different industries. Some maybe get into an industry that is completely like lucrative and like less creative. Mm. I don't know. Like, um, 
an NDIS business or something like that. You know what I mean? Just going to partnership with somebody. I don't know. That's like, that's the money side talking, but there's so many different opportunities. A restaurant, I would love to own a restaurant one day. Yeah. I would love to that, like- That seems like right up your alley, man. Yeah, it's community as well. Hospitality, yeah. you know? Um, maybe it's not a restaurant. Maybe it's like an event where I make food and I collaborate with other people making food. Like I would love to do something in the food industry. Like, you know? Um, I don't know. I would love to- do my art in different ways that's never been done for myself before you know i would love to exhibit in different countries yeah um i would love to own a tech business of some sort like a maybe not a fintech but maybe food tech you know food um, tech do you hear that the uh lab grown meat it's gonna be hitting the shelf soon really yeah interesting yeah see that's Would the stuff if it made me millions why not now nah. <laughs> <laughs> would you at least eat it yeah would you go for it Go for lab. Eat it. Oh, we eat it every day. Yeah. Uh, when it's um, when we eat macas, you know. Every day. Not every, every day. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like curious. I'm curious. I want to know. I, I, I want to know long term, right? Like what it's what that's going to be like, because it could just be like you know, twenty years down the track. It's like, eh, sorry guys, this is actually one hundred percent. Well, we, uh, macas is all lab grown. I'm pretty sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> all the chemicals in it, anyway. Yeah, I guess it one way or another. Yeah, lab grown. Nah, man. I think um, it's that's part of that that paradigm. Like it's it, it's really struck me as um, yeah, really interesting how you know looking at your journey and how it's progressed. What now when you've arrived at with good ideas? What was the decision behind that to now bring together a band of people? to effectively help um, create something that was in your vision? Mm. I mean, I can't take all the credit for good ideas. Mm. Um, like, there's only a few things that I probably could take credit for. And it's like, even then, I'm like, it's not even worth me saying it was all me. You know, like, maybe the name, maybe the way it looks but absolutely man because you've gone from just being effectively a, a solo artist illustrator designer yeah and then now bringing people together to create something that is bigger than you it happened naturally like uh you know i can only probably take credit for the branding and maybe the name but um you know we had been working i had been working under another name which was called another good studio just to kind of tied together the whole good thing, diggable goods. And yeah, I used to have a studio back in the day called um, Good Old Days in Footscray. And it was just like always good, you know? So um, yeah, good ideas was just like um, the evolution of all those names. And I had been working with um, Shinobi Films, which was um, Ponch and Will, who were part of the, the Good Ideas family. Um, and I, I had also been working with Sam, um, who had been... Yeah, with us for a long time. Mm. Um, I've been working with him since ruler days. Same with Ponch. I've, I've known Ponch since I was like 15. Since kids. So we all grew up together kind of thing, you know. Um, and so it was just like natural, you know. And so when we wanted to start this project, it all came together when Mikey hit me up to do like an NFT project. Yeah. And I knew COVID, what it yeah? took. Like I knew what it would take to kind of bring a community together because that's what NF, strong NFTs anyway had they had strong communities and so like my whole plan was like okay we could be this like 
media slash like I don't know, just company that did all different things. We, we were like doing merch and like we were taking on clients to do like their kind of creative. That was one pillar of the business. And then, yeah, we could have a space where people could come and do their own stuff as well. So it was just like a combination of all those things. It was just really good timing. Like we had just come out of COVID. I wanted to get a job. Like I wanted to stop doing my business and just work somewhere because I had a kid yeah and um i just wanted better things yeah pay bills and finally start making like money i'm worth you know not that i wasn't making money doing my own stuff i just didn't want to have the stresses of you know doing the accounts and doing all the design and then doing all the like handovers and so now you just palm all that off now yeah well just everyone kind of takes their lead in the areas you know it's like it's more of a process but yeah doing it all by myself it was like stressful man i had multiple multiple like uh meltdowns um and you're not supposed to do life alone you know like you're not supposed to be a solo creative i could do that with my art and if i was just doing my art it was just solo but i wouldn't be able to support a family on just that you know so had to make a kind of a business decision i guess and um we just it made sense you know everything was closed at the time things were just starting to open i think actually mm. but like yeah it was like perfect timing and so we went on this journey to create good ideas and we had our first like event where we like launched it which happened to be on mikey's birthday um and yeah we were like we got everything ready really quickly it happened in like three weeks we moved into the next door um into our next door space in foot yeah painted the walls and put a put like you guys just went at it hard from the start man i think it was yeah. just more like you were just bursting at the seams and then when you had the opportunity you just let it go yeah we just, just gushing we just had to you know like we we said we were going to do this thing we didn't release the nft so what were we going to do and yeah. we were going to like this was our nft which never ended up happening anyway um probably for the for the for the greater good yeah absolutely yeah. and so yeah we we we, we saw the the trend early like all right this is gonna be better for us as a whole and um yeah we just went on this journey to see what it would look like and i, I told the boys i had more to do with like the leading of like probably getting us here i guess because it took maybe a little bit of like direction because a lot of people couldn't see what i saw um which probably not supposed to mm. like i had a dream it was like my dream to kind of do this where it was like a studio where we're working with friends and we had a space where we could, you know, take photos in, do videos in, make products in and have a studio, having clients come in, maybe have a store where we could sell stuff. Like it, it all kind of seemed like a pipe dream. But then when we saw the opportunity to make it happen, everyone was on board, but then everyone was just like, what next? So I, yeah, I took the reins in kind of, kind of showing what was next. Just them having that, that trust in you to be able to, uh, create that vision and then just say this is this is how this is how we're going to do it and then everyone just having that buy-in yeah dude i've been finding that to be pretty tricky as well and that's that's something that i've really tussled with throughout my career was like having an idea of how you wanted to do things but it never really fit the norm or the trajectory of how things normally went yeah so then there's that whole shit do i go and do things how i want to do it or how do I, or do I then 
fit this particular mold. Yeah. So that's I've I've constantly struggled with that man. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, going from uh, working for myself to full time working flip flopping, like you were saying before, that you just you just wanted to take that more you know the the path of least least resistance and say that I just want to yeah get work get paid what I'm what I'm worth and then just let life just take care of itself mm. I was going to ask you like where do you your your where do you find your joy in what you do which I think is going to give a clearer answer how you differentiate your journey now versus that sliding doors moment I don't find joy in my work as funny as that sounds, yeah. like this is what it goes back to the thing we were talking about before about like I'm not my work. Yeah, that's not where I find joy anymore. Um, I enjoy it. Like I, I like doing it. I think that it, um, fulfills a huge part of like who I am and like all that kind of stuff. But where I find joy is like just spending time with my children. Like as kind of simple as that answer is, like. I feel like, and you would understand this mm. as well, like, I don't know, just the pursuit of happiness, if that's, if that pursuit is only through work, then it's just like, you're going to hit a brick wall all the time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've achieved a lot in my life where I know that hard work results into more work, which results into more stress. Yeah. So like, my kids, like just seeing them, um, just enjoy their life. They have, they're stress-free right now. They don't care about anything, you know? Just the way my, I don't know, my daughter gets ready for bed. It's hilarious, you know? Like, it's, it's just like Tasmanian devil. She's just like, you know, twirling around just to get into pajamas. And it's just like, for me, that's the part of the day that I enjoy the most. Yeah, now he... Um, waking up every morning to my son, just like, you know, he's crawling now. So he's just like tapping me, crawling me, smiling, like... I love that, you know, yeah. it fulfills me. Um, my art, like the measure of success now is so jaded. Yeah. Um, like to be successful, you have to get likes on a post, shares and yeah. comments. And it's just yeah. like, for me, that is so like, that is so dull. And that's the thing, a, right? Like you're yeah. putting your happiness in the hands of other people as well yeah right like that's 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 where there's that um yeah that what would you even call it a bit of a, a contradiction yeah in itself where you know you want to find the joy in the actual practice of creating the work mm. but it could be easily shut down and mitigated if it doesn't get the likes if it doesn't doesn't yeah. get the traction the algorithms don't like it yeah like man we spent like what full nine days working on this Reebok video. Yeah. I mean, no one needs to know how many days it took for us to, to make it happen. But from when we started to when it was finished, it was full nine days. And if I look at the success through the lens of likes, comments, and shares, I didn't succeed, you know? And it didn't go exactly where we wanted it to go. I wanted it to blow up and like, you know, what you want for something that you spend nine days nonstop every single hour of the day working on. You want it to like make you millions impact, yeah. you know but what i the, the joy i got from that job was seeing my friends who had been working for a long time to get something out that looked really good that felt really good that was like exactly what we wanted from the color grading to the show the shoot to the music to like yeah. every element was like 
exactly how we wanted it to be. Yeah, we could have, if we had budget, if we had more time, we could have like got way better. But with what time we had, the resources we had, we were able to kind of make something beautiful. And that was like, okay, done. Ne on to the next thing. And I love what Ponch said that when we were like watching the video with everybody and we kind of presented it to the team, um, he said, it's just another job. And it is just another job. Like, yeah, it's for Reebok. Yeah, it's probably like right now, probably like one of our largest projects that we've done. Hmm. But there's going to be another one. And if we can't just get stuck here, you know, and that's what, that's how I see art anyway. Like, it's just always the next one, the next one, the next one, just chasing your tail. And that gets tiring. So you have to find joy in other places, you know. I yeah. find joy in eating at good spots. <laughs> that's inspirational to me, um, you know. It helps that a lot of these spots that I love eating at, we've worked with, but I love finding like places that like just impress me. Like it doesn't look like it's going to be nice. You go, you sit, you probably get treated like crap when you're ordering and then you eat the food and you're just like, I get it, you know? And there's <laughs> something that you were just saying there, like it really, it, it, it's um, made a lot of sense, you know, that that's, a lot of people are always looking onto the next, onto the next, right? Especially as a creative, you're always looking onto the next. And there's, there's not enough time and recognition given to what has been achieved. And like throughout all that, you know, you were saying that the biggest achievement from the reject, from the Reebok project, yeah. reject. <laughs> the reject project. The reject project. Yeah, we just done, done something for the reject shop. Now, uh, the the re, the Reebok project was that you, you got you banded the team together, right? Yeah. Like you guys did something, created a bit of content yeah. that was more for you than anything. Absolutely, yeah. You know, that you were able to produce something that was in your vision, um, that had the music that you wanted to, to use, all of that, all that. Yeah. Isn't, would, isn't that enough? Like the process of that, wouldn't that be enough rather than, and does it need to be um, validated by the number of clicks and the likes it doesn't need to be validated by the clicks and the likes i think that is like super toxic now just for all creatives because that's how we've we've been molded right now to mm. kind of think um i think it's way beyond that but yeah like the process was definitely the thing that brought us all together and made us like appreciate the project a yeah. lot more i feel like these days people get um i don't know they get like What's the word? Um, they get like uh, distracted by the clout that's involved. Yeah, man. Like it, it, it does. They're distracted. It, it that's it changes. People, absolutely. Man. It, um, it determines the sort of work that you do as well. You, you know, there are some people that you know that, like, let's just say in in your position, that um, have garnered a following because of the work that you do. Mm. And, you know, you've been genuine and authentic in how you have presented all of it. And it gets to a certain point for that to accelerate and for that to get bigger. Um, not saying that, you know, that may or may not be your goal, but <clears throat> you have to be less niche, right? Yeah, so you are pretty specific and pretty niche in how you do things and that's how you got to where you are. But then for things to really just blow up and take off, you've got to accommodate to a greater range of people so and it dilutes the work you know yeah. it, it removes a lot of the the nuance i think so like 
I think there's a place for really unique, like, um, stylish, like, content, mm. the way that we've been making it. Um, and the reason I say that is because a lot of the content you we, we kind of digest these days is very, like, quick. It's very homemade. I love that. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, you know, back in the days when you used to watch, like, I don't know, um, those funniest home videos <laughs> and everything was just done on like camcorders. Yeah. Like there's a special essence with that kind of content. Um, now it's all set up. Yeah. And well, even now, like you've got content like that, which is just done with a phone instead of a camcorder. Mm. Um, but then you still have movies. And I feel like some movies now are just kind of, you know, I don't know, the storylines are all jaded and whatever. But then you got like production houses, like 824. Yeah. Which were like, um yeah they make great movies and they no offbeat offbeat and classic you got people like Wes Anderson that like stick to their style and that's it and yeah. they're like staunch to that yeah. Quentin Tarantino Martin Scorsese you know um and I still see like we're no different to them obviously they got way bigger budgets mm. they're like famous as they've been a part of some of the biggest productions the world's ever seen but like I see that we can be that version, but for us. Yeah. And it's just consistency. So that's why I love what Ponch said. It's like, it's just another job. So we're able to kind of constantly use what we've done as a lesson to take on to the next job. That's why we're such a success because we got the process right. Yeah. You know, we've been digging for this process. Now we know what it looks like when we put the whole process together and how long it takes. We know how long it takes. It's going to take nine days. So if, we're going to do this properly. Then let's give ourselves 18 to 20 days. You found your thing. You know? And we know what to do. We know how long this process takes. The color grading takes about this long. Um, you know, the title design takes about this long. And like the filming element takes this long. And it's just, you find your process. And that's yeah. what I loved about what we did. Because it taught us a process. And then it's on to the next thing. Especially like... There's other parts of our jobs, um, our work and business that um, it helped us with in certain areas, you know? So it's like, yeah, we can talk, keep talking about this Reebok job, but I feel like there's, there's so many other things that we've done. There's so many other things that we're going to do. Um, and it's just like, yeah, on to the next one, you know? So what did you learn? Take the lessons away from that. Yeah, and just have a vision for the style and what you want the end result to look like. It has to look different. It has to look like yours. You yeah. know, we've been making funny things and things that kind of bring nostalgia to people. Like I said, you know, when I was going through Footscray and um, I would go to Forges, but then I would see on TV like a Dimmies and Forges ad mm. and I would see the, the shop that I went to yeah. on TV. I know. Frank Cotzo was another thing, <laughs> you know, and that was a special thing that you saw something on TV that you were just at. Yeah. And it was just a special connection with that, yeah. you know? I hear you. So that's why we try to make like really kind of nostalgic and like just like um, eye grabbing content to kind yeah. of just, you know, bring back those memories before. There's something that's like deep seated and emotion, emotional about that. I saw a quote earlier today, which, um, yeah, it was like, that made a lot of sense was um and touches back onto something that i mentioned earlier mm. was um don't try to be the best be the only i was like yeah it's a good one i like that one yeah and it seems like that's what you guys are working towards as well i think that you've you've managed to really 
carved that out along the way. You know, as you've yeah. been meandering, you've really managed to, um, as as much as you know, your work has has moved along those different chapters. It has matured in its own way through just your life lessons. Yeah. Um, but you've managed to really consolidate and just to keep things as you or at least inject what you wanted into it without diluting it from other external factors or in external influences. I mean that you've 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 curated it as well as you wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're in this position and you guys are able to then take you know, you have this vision, you can take this person's skill set. Like, you know, Ponch has got the, the video. He's like, hey, this is how do we then create, translate what it is that I see in an illustrative form and translate that into a video form? Yeah. And then be able to then now create a whole uh, larger um, library, uh, an arsenal of skills. Mm. And then, um, yeah, create something that's uniquely good ideas yeah in your vision well it's cool like every single one of us in the team does something different and we're all able to do our thing mm. um which i think you know some of my favorite things growing up were like you know watching power rangers there's like different skill sets that power rangers yeah. have like you know you got like your transformers yeah you know they all kind of come together when you know time to fight crime captain planet yeah. You know, like different elements. Like, I love that, you know? It's and like so... The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you don't um, buy pizza and there's different pizzas. It's like a whole thing, but you can get like... Half and half. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can get half and half. You can, yeah. I don't know. I just, I really like having a team. Um, I've always loved that and I've always dreamt about that. Mm. Um, it doesn't happen often, you know? That's why right now we're like, Let's just go all in, you know? It's going to cost us everything. We don't make crazy amounts of money doing this, you know? Um, we want to. Yeah. But it takes a lot of grit, you know, to kind of get to that point. Even myself now, I'm like, man, I would love another job, a side job. Yeah. Like, I would love to do, like, commissions again, you know? But I have to trade something in order for those things. And right now... I only have a limited amount of time. Like I get home, I'm wrecked and I see my kids, I'll hang out with them. I'll go to bed and then I'll jump back on my computer and do more work. And that's just to get the business side of things done. In order for me to take commissions and do my own art and all that stuff on the side, I need to sacrifice something. And yeah. time is not something I have, you know, and I don't really want to at this point. So it's just like one crime at a time. Like the good ideas is the focus now eventually it'll be something else you know we'll jump into another kind of project and we just want to make sure that like this thing right now blossoms and we're here to see it blossom and then move on to the next thing you know have you given yourself an opportunity to think about what the big picture looks like this what where for you laying on your deathbed what would marcos diaz be like hey i'm i'm happy yeah um it's hard to say it's yeah. like you know like i said my my ambitions all um like my life ambitions the stuff that i want have nothing to do with work yeah you know 
like that's purely it you know like i want to go overseas like every year with my with my kids family it's about life experiences and yeah. yeah like i want to i want to see things with my eyes that i've like wanted to see i want to go to the amazon and just like i don't know just be in the amazon i don't know seem some wild jaguar in the water somewhere you know like be david david Attenborough. like it would be awesome to do that yeah. go um fishing like in some wild place you know could you start pushing things towards that definitely yeah, yeah. um but one crime at a time i can only <laughs> see as far as what reality lets me yeah you know like i don't want to dream so big that it like confuses my direction yeah, I've I've kind of my perspective is that I want to have a goal. I have a goal. Yeah. That is going to that's that's impossible for me to yeah. achieve. And the point of that is just so I can continue pursuing that. Yeah. Until the day I die. Um and then hopefully just be happy with the effort that I've made. And then along the way we break that particular goal into a series of different milestones. Yeah. And then these milestones will have a lot of different steps. And then all these steps along the way will then determine what am I going to do today, right? So then if what am I going to do today, what am I going to do right now? Does this contribute to that goal? Mm. Does this goal contribute to this milestone? Does this milestone contribute to the big picture? Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like when you're talking about, I just, you know, not having the time, the capacity, what are you going to give up? Yeah. I've always thought, like, I'm not going to give up anything. Yeah. Right? Like I'm only going to bring in things that, will help achieve this than that than that than that of course yeah yeah so it's it's a matter of then trying to get all these little tiny bits and bits of things into alignment yeah yeah i i feel that that works um and like it works that thinking you know it just doesn't work for me yeah. like um i know exactly what my dreams are yeah. like i can't really articulate them but i know that like i'm very close to what I've always wanted yeah. team space, all this kind of stuff. So it gets to the point where it's like, okay, let's dream again. But it's never really been about like, um, like I feel like I've always been here. It's not like I wanted to get here and then I had to make every right decision to get here. I feel like, um, I've just had like faith in the fact that, uh, I'll just do the right things and the right things will happen. Yeah. You know, like, the the reason I know I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing here is because I'm still getting given opportunities yeah. to continue to be here. So as long as I'm continuing to get opportunities to be here, that means that the flame's still going. Yeah. And so the path is that, like the end goal is that like money, like success, like whatever that looks like, you know, blue sky. Yeah. But if I focus on that too much and like try to articulate every kind of, opportunity and try to think about every opportunity and um and ah uh, i feel like i lose the moment now yeah and so you don't you're not able to hit it while it's hot you know you're not able to like attack it with full force because you're already thinking about where that's going to take you next you you just lose the enjoyment of the now i think that's kind of like we're, we're not we're not um too different with the approach yeah you know that's when you're saying that right now like you're focus is what it is that you're doing now which is mm. going to lead you on to the next opportunity yeah and that's exactly what i'm saying is that yeah. like i'm creating i'm only going to do the things right what am i doing right now yeah 
And then what, how is that going to impact the next step? Mm-hmm. And then make sure that that next step is going to directly influence the next step yeah. to take me onto the course that I want to head down. Yeah. So now, like, man, like back to like having a look at how things have been progressing for you, it seems as though that just having, having that, that faith in the continuity of it all, yeah. it has worked. I mean, it hasn't been without any um, hard lessons. Oh, definitely no hard yeah. lessons. Like the, the bigger they come, the harder they fall, yeah. you know? And so like, yeah, we're tackling big things. Um, like before I met Mikey, I had never had a conversation about work at a very high price. Yeah. Uh, Mikey brought some kind of like reality into it. You can get paid doing this a lot. Like we can get paid. All of us can get paid. Mm. This can be done properly. And for me, in order for it to get done properly, education, time, et cetera, had to be a part of the, the equation. Mm. It wasn't just about how good the work was. Oh, sorry. Um, the work will always speak for itself. Yeah. But just because the work's good doesn't mean that people value it the same way you do. Mm. And so in business, there's so many avenues that you can take to like you know, make the money that you're deserving of, you know, designers these days, man, yes, with everything, with everything that's available to the world, we don't get paid enough, you know? So setting up a business that allows creatives to get paid exactly what they're worth, plus be able to do it constantly mm. is, it takes time. And that's like where I guess Mikey's, you know, uh, part is to play where he's having the tough conversations, asking the tough questions to the right people about how to pretty much do this long-term, you know, licensing lawyers, like all these kind of things that creatives never think about. It's just like, Oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to lead me to the next thing. And I'm going to make money. Money uh, is only made when there's like corporate structure placed, Mm -hmm. like real money. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about like, like go get a car and pay it off over a couple of years money. You're like, that's money. That's cool. It's talking about fuck you money. Yeah, I'm talking about like go wherever you want, whenever you want. Like yeah. your kid after you leave this earth will like reap the benefits of your yeah. hard work type of money. And that money is really just like tied up in contracts and all these like things that creatives never think about. Yeah. So this like corporate structures is like here to protect us. Every, like a lot of creatives are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be corporate and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, you probably won't be doing this for long, you know? <laughs> um, for me, I've always gone by this. It's like a poor artist is a poor artist. You know what I mean? What if, you're, if you're like poor <clears throat> in the way you do business, if you're like uh, yeah. poor with your punctuality and you're poor with... Um, all the things that kind of make business what it is, yeah. you can be great. You can be a, the most talented artist, but you're going to be down at Lavo Market selling your things for 40 bucks that you spent like ridiculous amounts of hours on, you know? So you got ambition, man. That's, that's also something that's not necessarily comes part and parcel with being creatives as well. A lot of creatives just want to create for the sake of creating yeah. and um, not necessarily have any kind of vision that goes beyond the scope of I just want to create, I want to make something. Mm. But yeah, you've got you've got ambition. I think that's that's integral 
as well, with, yeah. especially with, you know, in the position that you guys are in. Yeah, like I'm grateful for where we're at. You know, I'm grateful for all the people that support us and like kind of allow us to do what we do. But at the end of the day, like I, ha- I have ambition, but I also have like um, passion, mm. like that's deeply rooted in just the way I've been brought up, I guess. You and know? it's just how you channel that as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. My wife has a lot to do with the way I've been thinking the last couple of years. You know, she's very like, she's super creative, yeah. but she's also very like organized and realistic and like can get to a goal by writing every step of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we're having dinner, um, she's probably thought about it like a week before, written down all the things that she needs to get for that dinner and then she'll go in, you know, yeah. normal people stuff, you know, creatives don't think that way. We're very like reactive, like, oh, it's five o'clock on a Friday, what am I going to eat for dinner? You know? Uh, I can't be bothered cooking. I'm just going to go out and I think eat. More, I, I definitely think more like your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely. Yeah. And it, 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 Stace is just like you, man. Like, and, and sometimes like, how did you not think of this yeah, shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think like that. No. I'm very reactive, but I have had to be in order, like, in, yeah, in order to get to where I want to get, I've had to be very like, okay, how can I get there realistically? Like, write it down. Yeah. You know, and I've realized even that with work, you can't do a project and have like, you know, this huge scope of the deliverables that you need to send over to somebody and then not know where to start. Yeah. You know, like that's daunting. It's you're giving yourself anxiety on purpose, you know? Yeah. Would you say that you've been underestimated? Myself? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know? I play, I play it though. I don't want people to estimate me. Okay. You know, I want to be constantly like, you know, under the rug. I want people to think that like, I'm, you know, I don't know uh, that I'm, I'm very spontaneous and like, I want people to think that because I'm, I'm very calculated. Mm. I know that for a fact, like I will call Mikey without a doubt, probably every night. 10 30 11 just being like hey we've got to do this got to do this got to do this this has to happen like next day all right you think about this you think about this have you sent this email like yeah because i know that it's going to affect the next day the next week probably the next month you know always thinking about how things kind of affect the other organized chaos yeah he's the organizer i'm the like hey this needs to be done with this if we don't do this then this is going to affect this and this you know and he's very much the other way like if you don't get this done now, then you're not going to have a lot of fun on the weekend because you're going to be just working, you know? And so we're trying to find the balance between each other. But I would say I have been like very underestimated um, for good reason, I think. Like, I don't purposely. Want, I don't want people to guess. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that's something I've learned doing graffiti. Like, always keep low key, just do mm-hmm. good things, big things, things people see. And just no one ever knows how you did it, when you did it type of thing. Yeah. That's how I want. I never want to talk about it. I just want to be about it. Yeah. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people talk about it. I've probably spoken about things that I want to do. And don't show up. And don't show up. And most times that you talk about it early, it just never happens. Yeah. So you just have to let things happen. You know, if we get hit up by a client, that's just like, hey, we got hit up by this client. This is going to be great. That doesn't mean the job's done. Yeah. You actually have to finish the job. Get it. Yeah. And, uh. That was really cool. The, the, that was a really cool thing about this other job thing that we did for Reebok mm. was that um, 
it was just the other job like while we were doing it we're like oh how do we how do we write this narrative and we're just like dude this we have like we had to finish this wall painting this is the other job like we have to make the video you know <laughs> that's the other job so let's call it the other job but then that became the focus exactly yeah. you know it's just like we were just on to another and that's how we've been working it's just like okay once one thing finishes the next thing comes and like it was very natural for us to like script it that way because it was just what we do what we do yeah. we don't do it with the theatrics that we did with the box and all that kind of stuff but of we're, <laughs> you know we're always like making things and um we're always just on to the next thing on to the next thing and i feel like every agency would like um or every designer anyone that kind of has a consistency in the way they do things would understand that you know yeah yeah i think that's for sure man but a lot of the the pitfalls of having something like that is that you lose the essence of what it is that you're doing at the time and you know when you're saying that you're on to the next thing it's always important i feel as though it's always important just to give yourself the opportunity just to reflect and to look back at where where you have come so far right like and you know i don't want to um I don't want you to diminish too much the achievements that you guys have already, you know, the, the, the accomplishments that you guys have already made. Yeah. And, and, you know, and not wanting to take, take stock and be like, Hey, fuck man, look, look, look at what we've done. Yeah. We, we, we want to smell the roses, but there's mm. so many to come that we just want to, we don't want to mm. be like numb to the feeling, you know? Yeah. Like we don't want to be, um, I don't want to live in, what we did so, so much that we forget what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I want to be like a steam train. Like we get off on, you know, we, we get off, but you just put more fuel to the flame and we just, yeah. we, if there was coal, endless coal, we would be able to go for ages, you know, just like see everything. Yeah. And that's how we kind of want, want to run. As soon as we start feeling burnout, you know, we'll take a few days off. Yeah. Like recalibrate, come back, hit it strong, um, constantly in communication, like if we're lacking communication, I'll be the first to be like, hey, we've got to come back together, mm. you know, because otherwise we're going to lose grip. It's, it's just, you got to be like, I don't know. Do you, have you ever found that the work that you guys do interfere with the, the camaraderie? Because, you know, you guys have been tight and have been friends for so long. And then the work environment does, does change things. Is there, have you been able to mitigate that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, when you work with your friends, you have to have open conversations about the reality that you, what you're, of what you're doing. Yeah. We're not here to have fun. Like good ideas is in a clubhouse. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not a party. It's not a clubhouse. Yeah. We can hang out and have a lot of fun while we do things. But first and foremost, it's a job yeah. that we've all set out to do. <laughs> And the job isn't like your normal everyday job. Like if you were to get an everyday job, you get paid a certain wage and you'll live at the end of the day, not think about it. But this job is like, it's like all your energy, all your time. Mm. And that's why it's so easy to get caught up in like, I am this, I am good ideas. I am what I do for good ideas. I am this creative. I am a videographer. I am a photographer. I am a designer. Mm. Um, that's a part of it. I just feel like you have to have the balance of knowing who you are internally, like identity and knowing that you're just there to pay, um, play a part. Yeah. And at any time you can be called in to do your thing. 
you know, I just feel like we're just playing at a level now that's a little bit more professional and a little bit more corporate that requires a little bit more attention right now. Mm. And it won't be like this forever. We'll have a team that can help us and assist us in areas that, you know, allow us to do what we're best at, you know? Yeah. So we will have not so much minions, but we'll have people that can help us out, fill the gaps, you know? Um, for example, like I can do direction for a job, you know, put all the type in there, put all the illustrations, the colors, the layouts, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean I finish it. I can pass it off to somebody else to kind of... And have the confidence in them. Exactly. To... And if, if I have my direction down pat, if I explain things properly, if I have the right references, mood boards, explanations, I've set up things for people, might take me maybe a little bit longer, like half an hour, an hour longer, mm. but allows them to do their job proper, you know? So that's just kind of how we set it up. Like we want to be able to allow other people to fill in gaps where we need to. Yeah. You know? It might not be right now because we don't have the resources, but eventually if we just work towards that, that's the goal where we're allowed, we're able to like pass off the jobs to other people to do that. We're not the best at. Yeah. Then we'll like get to where we want to get quicker. Yeah. But yeah. That's just a lot of, a lot of learning, man. So I can see that, you know, what you have learnt from, and you, as you were saying, you, you know, you've taken your experiences from working for yourself, injecting into this team, and then you guys are just learning with every every project along the way as well. Yeah, you have to. Um, like me as a designer, like the stuff that I've done and what what kind of I'm known for, um, isn't like this type of stuff. I've come from like doing t-shirt graphics. Yeah, um, and then applying those types of s styles and those approaches to design into like places like restaurants and you know. Um, food and beverage companies and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's the stuff I love doing. Now I'm learning to let go of the stuff I love doing and learning to give it off and allow other people to play their part like a symphony, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a tough one, man, because like then, you know, you've, you've got to find, uh, find that, that, that joy, right? Like, cause I know that you do want to get, get your hands dirty. Yeah. You still want to paint. You still want to do the art. But in, in order for things, for the momentum to continue, you've got to let go of that, yeah. that responsibility and take more on that, that leadership, that creative direction role. It's hard for now, but yeah. I know that we'll get to a point where I'm able to do it. You know, like um, I have full faith in my team um, or in the team that we can basically take anything on right now yeah. and, do, and pitch for anything. And free we're, you up the time so you can go back and... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just at the start, setting up, you have to get your processes right because that's what you're selling to a client. Yeah. The work and the way things look is a bonus. It's like the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, 100%. And that's something that's not that's not really discussed either, but nah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're billing for time. Yeah. Like, how long you can do things, like how long it takes you doesn't really matter to a client. It's the end result which is caught up in all the process because mm. if you can get your process right, then you can like just make that a cookie cutter. And a lot of people don't like cookie cutter, like that term cookie cutter. But if, you, if your process is exactly how you want it to be, yeah. then your cookie product, your cookie cutter product can be at high level detail. And that's, that's the value 
in your studio as well is your processes. Yeah. That's why you guys are going to do, you do things the way you do. And a lot of people only need to see the final result, but it is the processes that get you there. Yeah. And definitely. that's, that's, that's something that's definitely underestimated. Yeah. I feel like you just, you have to be um, able to do things quickly, mm. you know, especially the way everything moves online now. Everything's so quick. It's, it sucks that it's that quick, but it allows you to also take a step back and be like, what's, um, the best way to get here, you know? Yeah. And if you find a quick way, man, you can just rinse and repeat. Yeah. And you might not be charging the first job that you that took you to make this process at the right, you know, pricing. You might just break even, you know? But if you're able to get your process down pat and then take it into the next job, then you're able to charge exactly what it's worth. Yeah. And so you can just take that method and just go on and on and on and a lot of people will see the end result of past jobs that you've done and see the, the caliber of of work um they'll see the evolution of it exactly yeah and then they'll be able to like trust that what you're charging is actually worth it and you'll be able to feel good about knowing the price that's you know yeah that you're giving them the value the exactly yeah yeah, this is all learning, man. Like, I'm still learning. I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be, you know? Like, I'm not where I want to be. Uh, I've done a lot of cool things and I've been a part of a, a lot of cool projects, but it doesn't define anywhere close to where I want to be, you know? And simply that's just like all the team paid exactly what they're worth. Yeah. Where it's not sweat equity um, plus, you know, job by job and job by job and whoever that, that, however that looks. I want it to be like everyone you know, getting paid to go overseas to do a job. We're getting paid bank. You know, we've invested into this company together and we've elevated their look and now we're a part of that from an equity position. And, you know, like yeah. there's so many different ways to make money. It's just there's, having the real conversations, uh, long-term yeah. real conversations as well. And and asking questions. Yeah. Like, man, we're, I'm like, I used to think that I was like the most creative all the time, you know? And it was damaging to myself more than anybody else because it would allow me, uh, it wouldn't allow me to understand other people's story, yeah. you know, and get to know them for what they're actually, yeah. like who they actually are. Um, but then as, as soon as I started realizing there's way more to learn from other people. From listening. From listening and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've always had great mentors as well. Yeah. Um, they have taught me this along the way, but if I took on these, you know, mentors, or if I started asking these questions and be like, ah, oh, like that doesn't work for me, you know, no, oh, like that's cool, you know, and just started seeing it from only my point of view, then I've got nothing to learn, everything to lose. Yeah. You know, hundred percent, man. There was uh what's that, that, that Bruce Lee quote it was, um, take what is useful discard what is not and add what is essentially your own yeah yeah i love that one i love his other one be water be water yeah <laughs> you have to be liquid you know yeah yeah man um so what's up what's up next what are you guys working on next um whatever you can anything you can share yeah absolutely um you know by the time this podcast comes out um yeah a few weeks a couple few weeks. weeks yeah yeah we weeks. would have uh, launched yeah our western bulldogs kind of oh, collab collaboration nice. so that's happening um, for their retro round. Um, it's 
Thursday today, so by Monday next week, uh, the project's already going to be out and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, we're going to do the footy record and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Let's just, it is a cool project. You guys get cozies? Are they going to give you any of the Guernseys? Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We're, we're, they're giving us tickets to the game, so we're going to go as a crew. Yeah, shit, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that would have been our, um, we're, yeah, we would have had our um, market with 91 Vintage and our, um, we, we're also supporting uh, this exhibition called uh, B-Side Gallery. Yeah. Um, she's having her seventh year um, anniversary um, exhibition with a stack of artists and we've been able to nice. help her bring that to life. Um, yeah, 91 Vintage as well with their market. They're doing their biggest market, which is in Footscray as well. Um, so yeah, they're expecting a lot of people to that. So that yeah, would have already happened. Um, we're launching our store downstairs. So the plan is for that to be like a curated um, store with just products from different designers and um, also just different brands as well. Yeah, cool, man. A lot of the brands that we've worked with um, as well as brands that just, or, or, or creators. That's um, been on the, in the works for quite a while. It'd be good to see that come to life. Definitely, yeah. We've, we've taken our time because we've been able to. Yeah. Um, we just had other things come along, but definitely... Um, in August, we'll be kicking that off. We have a vlog series that we've been working on for about yeah. a year, just taking a lot of footage and stories um, from the past. So yeah. we're, we're going to be opening up like that on YouTube and just seeing how that goes. And yeah, we just want to activate all areas. We have two businesses essentially, you know, internal and external. Yeah, external being like our clients and branding jobs and video jobs and photo jobs and all that kind of stuff, and then internal where it's like all our, uh, you know. The good ideas brand. Yeah, the brand, the projects that we kind of come up together. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they feel like they're starting to become, you know, almost almost the one thing, right? Like, especially, you know, you're talking, going back to that reject. I'm going to keep on calling that the reject job. <laughs> the Reebok project. Yeah. That you guys really got to inject yourselves into that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exciting. Where can uh, Where can people find you? Myself uh, on Instagram, that's kind of the only platform I use. All these other ones, just kind of. You want threads? Um, I, I did get threads just to get my name. Yeah. I don't really go on. No like, idea what that's about. Social media sucks, man. Yeah, I know. I, like, I just want to be able to walk down the street and see people not on their phones. Yeah. But, um, you can find me on Instagram uh, <laughs> at Diggable Goods, D-I-G-A-B-L-E Goods. Um, and then at Buy Good Ideas, Buy.GoodIdeas yeah. on Instagram as well for Instagram. www.goodideas.studio, Studio. not .com.studio. Yeah, I'll, put up, I'll, put up all the, I'll put up all the links. Yeah, for sure, man. Dude, lots of um, valuable information and insights, man. Yeah. No, thanks for having me, bro. Like... It was pretty chill conversation and um, yeah, man. we can probably in the next convo just dive deeper into other things, you know, but um, it was good for me to kind of get it out there. Yeah, <laughs> get some runs on the board. Yeah. Nah, dude, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Likewise, bro. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cool, man. So, I'm just